At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You're listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast with Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson. Hello and welcome to the Eyes on Isles podcast, episode number 40. I am Matt O'Leary. I am stifling hot in my 80-degree room right now, and I am joined by Mitch, who looks to be much cooler with a sweatshirt on and a hood on. I'm a little jealous, but what's going on, Mitch? It's I'm in my basement, and it's been warm in Canada, but not like stiflingly hot like you. You're probably on the second floor as well, so all the heat rises up. I'm on the uh, second floor, and I closed all my windows for the pristine audio condition. See, I, um, I'm taking one for the we team. We all thank again. you. Yeah, um, you gotta you gotta find a space in your basement, man. Like I'm in, in the basement of ba- like as as far back in my basement as I can go. It's cold. It's it's the guest room. <laughs> this is the guest. This is where they come to sleep. I made it seem like a dank, cold dungeon, but this is where you would come to sleep if you stayed at my house. Okay, yay. Good to good to know. I think I definitely got to change something up because this is just insane. Or just get that central air <laughs> pumping. I I don't know. Yeah, you you need something. Uh, just a fan. One of those, I don't know, like 3M fans or something. Instead of a heat blade, you get a cool air blade or something. <laughs> something like that. So, Mitch, do you know what edition this is? Or am I? are you on the spot? I, I'm a little on the spot. Not really. I kind of did some research. I had to double check, so I'm glad that you went on your heat banter there because I had to figure out if I got the number right. We're on number 40, which is I'm picking Michael Grabner. There yeah. isn't much to pick with, but he's the best one. He is and by best f- is, <laughs> yeah. by far the best one. And that's probably <laughs> saying something for number 40, but I mean, it's not yeah. even close. But the guy's got 144 points in 297 games with the Islanders, including 11 shorthanded goals. That's huge. 11 shorthanded goals. The shorthanded specialist, Michael Grabner. Yeah, well, speed speed kills, right? On you know penalty kill anyways. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. So, Mitch... We are happy. We yeah. are ecstatic. Are we? Has anything happened to the Islanders in the last couple of days? I don't. I would, what do you think we're going to talk about? I mean, I'm a little. I don't know. It's the middle of I May, like Islanders podcast in May when they've been out of it for a month. Lou Lamarillo, folks, is in charge, large and in charge of the New York Islanders, and it feels so good. Yes! Oh, yes! Yes! He did it! He's here! Oh, baby! This is me jumping around in my basement. <laughs> yeah, I didn't actually want to get too did close get to the mic. He actually I did. wanted to run a, run a lap around, but I thought my dog might start barking, like so I, I didn't. <laughs> we're we're ecstatic. I, oh, man, it feels so good. It feels so good. So Lou Lamarillo is running hockey operations. If you listen to either the conference call or any of his radio appearances you will understand that it is clearly him that is in charge. He is at the top of the food chain. And even though Garceneau is currently still the general manager, he is not the one making the decisions. It is Lou Lamarillo. That was made pretty clear. And just that being a fact makes me so much more confident in the direction this team is going. 
Uh, see, I, I don't want to get too caught up in it. I'm, I'm happy. I'm looking forward. But I'm also kind of not excited about the fact that the evaluations start all over again. Um, obviously, Garth flunked his evaluation with the ownership because they brought in a guy to oversee him. Um, but he's still there. For now. For, for now. He's going to be looked at and Lou's going to be the guy to make that decision. Which is good because someone else, it is not even just because it's Lou, but because someone else is going to make the decision. It is no longer in Garth Snow's hand, which is fantastic. For 12 years, he's been the GM, the president, and the alternate governor. He's had way too much power consolidated in his hands. I don't, I don't know if he's got small hands, big hands, or what type of hands. They've been in his hands, and it's been snatched out of there. Uh, so it's great. But I'm waiting to see what they do with him specifically. Yeah, I'm a little apprehensive. I think that it's going to take a little while, especially because of how soon the NHL draft is. I think it would be difficult for them to find a new GM, new scouts and all that, and then be prepared for the draft. I think that... Garth stays through their draft, which is what, June 23rd? Exactly a month away? Or June 20th? Something like June that. June 25th and 26th. Okay. So it's, our, it's late June. So at yes. least through then. So another four weeks of Garth Snow. Yeah, see, that. <clears throat> I get it. Sorry, everyone. I'm, I'm fighting off a cold. My daughter gave me a, an illness because as. You know, young kids are known to do. They just cough in your face. <laughs> so my daughter, when she comes to give me a hug, she just runs up and her arms are out. And she says, Papa. And so her mouth is wide open. And I go, Basha. And then she gets right to my face. She's about to kiss me and coughs in my open mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just the visual coughs. of that. I'm like picturing it in slow motion, which I think makes yeah. it that much funnier. It's a beautiful moment. We're going, Papa, Basha. And then... <laughs> Right in my open gullet. Sure enough, two days later, guess who's got a sore throat? This guy. So hopefully this beer lozenge that I've got going on here does the trick. But um, The fact that she calls you Papa is adorable, by the way. Mm Mm-hmm. But we try to get the French going as much as possible. Okay, that is too cute. Yeah. Um, where was I going with the whole before I started talking about illness and coughing and open mouths? Uh, I was talking about Garth Snow oh, being right. here another four weeks. I that that rubs me the wrong way. I don't I don't understand why you would keep someone for the sake of keeping someone. If anything, like if they if they don't want Garth, if he fails to lose uh, evaluation, then get him out. Luke can run the draft, right? Like he's done a draft before. He knows what to do. The scouts have done their scouting. He's got his scouting reports. If he doesn't like what he's getting, he can go somewhere else and try to find it. He can't get Mark Hunter, but, you know, what else? He can find someone else. He's got other scouts. He knows other people. He can find information if he needs to. Yeah, he definitely Um, could. So I don't like the idea of keeping him on because they need someone. They already have someone, and his name is Lula Amarillo. They don't need Garth if they don't like Garth. True, uh, but I guess my point at this point is... Garth, if anything, is kind of just a figurehead. He's not he's the general manager, so he has that title, but yeah. it doesn't yeah. mean anything at this point. Um, I was wondering that. I'm gonna look it up now, but I wanted to see I only checked up on the day 
uh, that Lou was was hired, what the business directory says in terms of titles. Uh, and Lou wasn't there yet. I imagine he's there now. Sure enough. So yeah, uh, Garth is still the general manager and the alternate governor. So that's he still keeps one of the, uh, he still keeps two of his titles. True, but he's not the president so, of hockey operations. No, no, obviously not. Obviously not. But I was wondering if they even stripped that, if they went so far as taking out everything that they possibly could, if he was like no longer an alternate governor. So I, I don't know, know what that means, but it seems like all the governors are alternate governors or owners of the team. What does an right? alternate governor do? I have no idea. That's what I'm saying. But <laughs> yeah. it's just, when, I, when I look at who the alternate governors are, it's John Ledecky, Charles Wong, and Art McCarthy. Those are the other alternate generate, ge, uh, governors. The other the governor is Scott Malkin. Okay, because he is the majority owner. Well, it's co-majority between him and Ledecky, but there's obviously something going on. I, I don't know what that means. And I'm, I was just interesting to see if he kept that title or not. I wanted to see what happened there. Um, so, not much. There's not much to gain from there. He kept all of his titles he had that had already obviously been given to Lou Lamarillo. Right. Um, so it all comes back to Garth doesn't have power anymore, which is huge. It's a huge step in the right direction. It's just what Lou does. His first move is going to be telling. What do you think his first move is? Well, I think his first move is already done. He already spoke to John Tavares. Okay. So you think and that, that was his first to... thing? He hasn't spoken to Garth yet, as far as we know. I, I imagine he's spoken to him via phone or or, or something, but there's been no. No rumors saying that he's gone and spoken to him. Although we, we, we have to imagine that it's happened, right? By now, probably. Do you think it happened before or after Tavares? After. I think it went conversation with Scott Malkin, Tavares. That's what I think as well. So that, if any, that's a positive sign at least because obviously we would rather have Tavares and then Snow be gone. So it well, shows... Yeah, the, the, Tavares will get us 85 points or 84 points in a year. Garth Snow's not going to get us anything. At best, he'll get us a good trade from Peter Chiarelli. That's his best case scenario. Get Chiarelli back on the horn. Let's go. <laughs> um, so we, th- we definitely we hit on what we think his first move is going to be. And I think we're in agreement that it's the focus is on John Tavares. W- other than that, what do you think some of his priorities are? So that's that's one of the articles I, I put out there, and I, I put five, and I I stretched a little bit. The fifth one was kind of a, something he already did, but it was find a new GM, lock up Tavares, get a goalie, get a top four D, and then add like, what's the word? How do I want to phrase this? Uh, gain some respectability to the franchise, and I think that's already done by them by them hiring Lemarello. Yeah, I agree. I definitely think it adds a certain level of respectability, if that's a word. Yeah, absolutely. So think of it this way. If you're a free agent, wouldn't you be more inclined by talking to Lou Lamarillo than Garth Snow? Yeah, right? Yeah, I've absolutely. Um, but it's still the Islanders, right? Well, that's that's been the problem for how long? It's the It's not just necessarily who's there. It's what it is. But they have their arena figured out. They have their. Do they? Like we yeah. we think they got it figured out. It seems that like they got it figured out. But they still have another three years of two two 
main arenas to play in. Lou said that three years is the maximum. Right, but still, that's three years. So any free agents that's coming in, the first three years, they're playing in two home arenas and another 30 other places. So they got 32 places to play out of. So, uh, It's like when you're a kid and your parents are divorced and you have two Christmases. I mean, isn't that better? <laughs> I don't know if it's that. I don't think it's that. I really don't. No, you don't I think, think it's that it's like is? your parents are divorced and you have two homes and you got to figure out, did I leave my homework at mom's or did I leave my homework at dad's? I think that's the level of, <laughs> of divorce you want to go to. Not the two Christmases. Two Christmases, two birthdays, two Halloweens, whatever else you want to head in there. <laughs> two is always better than one, Mitch. Uh, yeah, it's always super positive. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so I, I don't know. I we, we, we focus a lot on free agents, and there, there's certain focus there, but it's not all about that, right? It's about... Draft like acquiring players is threefold. It's drafting, it's trading, and it's free agency. And like you said, the Islanders are taking strides towards addressing the free agents' intangibles, like the the arena, like the practice facility, and like the management. But to address the first two, they need better management. Uh, and Garth has has done a relatively good job recently when it comes to trades. Like and over the last three years, do you think that there's a trade that Garth has absolutely botched? Like, was a complete and utter loser. Mm, no. Like, I can think of ones that weren't good, like like Chris Wagner for Jason Chimera. They weren't good only because Chris Wagner wasn't any better than Chimera, but he wasn't worse. No, so like, yeah. It was like a wash. It was, eh, whatever. We didn't gain anything, but we didn't lose anything. When I think of bad trades, I think of, like, Thomas Vanek debacle, like, stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So I th- I think he's he's kind of figured it out. Although I think his strategy is let me call Peter Shirelli. That that's his strategy right now. Right, and um, I think Lamarillo has a little bit more in the Rolodex where he could get a couple other GMs on the horn and make some positive strides for this organization. That's right. Um, so I I think that helps, and also just Loon knows how to do things and knows where the valuation is. He's not going to have to learn how to do this all over again. Uh, like Garth was clearly learning on the job. It took him 12 years to get to where he is now, and it got nothing. Uh, but it's also just running a, a, a competent staffing pool. Like, just look at the picks that Garth has made. They've gotten better over the years, again, because he's learning on the job. But you look at the, those, those post-Tavares years where he's got... Um, oh, God, how does it go? It goes, obviously, Tavares in 09, and I forget the, how, in, in what order it goes, but you got Reinhardt, mm-hmm. Strom, Del Cole, those Nino. are the top five picks. Niederreiter, right? That didn't make the that had no impact on the team whatsoever. Shy of Strom's fifty point season. I think it was Nino and Brock in the first round in ten. I think Strom was eleven. Reinhardt was twelve, and then Del Cole fourteen. Fourteen. Pulak thirteen. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes total sense. And so, like that, that's that should be the core of the Islanders now. That should be a core of top five players, and they're nowhere near that. They've got one of them, and it's Tavares. Yeah, pretty much. I think um, Pulak is a part of this team's future. Yes, absolutely. I might add that in the mix, um, but other than that, it, you're right. It's We don't know from Bellows. We assume Bellows is going to be good, but we don't know. 
No, and I don't want to. I don't want to start casting shade on every pick he's ever made. The idea here is that I, I think Garth has gotten better in those two areas, but it's still not good enough. Like he's gotten better at drafting. Look, he's got um, Sebastian Ajo in the fifth round. Sure, you can call that lucky, but he still did it. He Great still point. pulled it off, and he played in NHL this year. Uh, he's getting better, but it took him twelve years to get better. How about we bring in a guy who's good now, who can help us now? So like, I think. Um, Garth has plateaued as to where he is, and, and that's he can run as a semi-competent potential team, maybe, like given the right circumstances. Uh, and I think I'm giving him way too much credit here, uh, but you, we know what Lou can do, and Lou can take them to the next level. I was going to say you might be underselling Lou. He's probably the best hockey executive there ever was. Well, I wouldn't go that far. You don't think so? Well, we had one that wore a bow tie a lot that won four Stanley Cups in a row. He was pretty darn good at his job. That's true. But in this era of hockey, things are a era? little bit, bit different. Okay. Now we're getting a little bit more specific. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Jim well, Rutherford would be another one, okay. I would say. It's not to cast shade on Lou. It's just he's fantastic and he's the best guy we could have got and we got him. So we have to be happy about that. How about I go there? You're right. I think we can placate each other there. Yes. I'm okay. I'm good there. Um, I I don't know what this last thing you have on the, <laughs> on the on the running order is for the last thing. Yeah, I don't know what I wrote there either. It can't be a lucky to Garth. Um, I I think what I wanted to go is is this can't be good for Garth. Okay. Let's see. This uh, is, which is this is just Mitch's dyslexia coming back up again on the podcast. Is what it is. <laughs> or, or the autocorrect on my computer. Just no. You meant this clearly, and me not looking at it and correcting it. Yeah. Um. But obviously, I think that this is a terrible thing for Garth, but a great thing for us because we don't want him anymore. I, and, and I hate saying like I want a guy to be fired, but at this point, he's been here twelve years and he hasn't done anything outside of win one stinking playoff round. That's not an achievement. That's not. That is absolutely selling or, 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 or what's the word? Celebrating mediocrity. We won a playoff round. Whoop the friggin' do. Who's who hasn't won one at this point? The Vegas Golden Knights, we'll get into them in a second, have won three now. Three playoff rounds. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because that's the next thing we wanted to talk about. Vegas in their expansion year. Going to the Stanley Cup, wild stuff. So in one year, they've accomplished mm. more than the Islanders have in the past 30 years. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely, because they're in the finals. That's true. Since, what, 84? 84 was the last time. And then, obviously, in 93, they went to the conference final. And then, since then, they've won one one playoff, playoff series. <laughs> My God, Golden Knights come in year one. Oh yes, Burakovsky scores two nothing. Washington Capitals. Oh, we are recording this on a Wednesday, Game Seven. Oh, it feels good. I, uh, my prediction, oh, by the way, for this game is four two. It's a four two win for the Capitals. P.S. Okay, so we're gonna be as we're recording this live. We're gonna have some Mitch reactions because if you remember from our like episodes few weeks ago, probably about a month ago at this point, we did a bracket for the playoffs. He had yeah. Washington as his Stanley Cup winner. So Mitch is riding high right now. I 
humble brag, had Vegas in the oh please in the Stanley Cup final. Mitch had them getting bounced in the first round in the Kings <laughs> in how many games? I think you said five games. In five games. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I've been picking them to lose ever since. <laughs> Every round. Each San round. Jose, they're going to lose. The Jets, they're going to lose. And they won, won, won. Can they, just, can they just lose? Can the Golden Knights lose? Is that a thing that they're allowed to do? I, I think they lose in the cup. But I, I, think Tampa win. I think Tampa wins. It's not looking good for them now, but I think it's Tampa. I think if Tampa goes to the finals, Vegas wins the cup. Really? So you have yeah. the reversal. You think if Wash if it's Washington, Vegas, Washington wins. Yeah. All right. Totally. Totally. Um, so on to the Golden Knights. How jealous are you from a scale of one to ten? I was like a ten, especially because it was George McPhee. But the, I got to be honest, this Lou Lamarillo news bumped it down to like a seven. What? How? What? Oh man, I'm su- I'm still at a ten. Ten point really? five even. Lou doesn't do anything for that. I get, How could you not be jealous? I am jealous, but I am happy now. My emotions I'm changed. I'm happy too, but I'm still jealous for the last 12 years of failure when the Golden Knights have been here for like six months going like, so give us all your rejected, all your, <sighs> what is this, this this saying for the United States? Give us all of your... You're poor, you're hungry, yeah, and something else. You're tired, you're huddled masses. Yeah. That's exactly what the Vegas Golden Knights did and the NHL obliged going, here you go. Take your J.F. Berube's, your William Carlson's. These guys are garbage. And they're in the Stanley Cup Finals. The Finals. They won their division. Sure enough, it's a crap division, but still, they still did it. It's it's an accomplishment. In one year. <laughs> what hurt is because it was George McPhee, right? Not even... Uh, sure, I, I I can take some. Yeah, I get that because he was in the organization. And we let him go because the it looked like the Islanders had had a competent GM in their system, but just let yeah. him go to hang on to this bag of bones for some reason. I don't. He's got a cool beard, Matt. <laughs> he looks like Tim He's Allen in the hip. Santa Claus. <laughs> Yes, um, or someone who is more industrious than us because we may not get around to it. Go ahead and meme it. Who wore it best, Tim Allen the Santa Claus or Gar Snow? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily an original thought out of me, but it's still, it's it's true. That's that's what it right. has it, been spoken. Doesn't matter. No, I sure. You know what? I'll take credit. I, I came up with it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not even just the jealousy. It's it, it's also just for me. It's the idea of. What does this mean for team building? Um, right, like you can't have a GM come in now and say, I have a five-year plan to get us to the playoffs. I'm sorry, Vegas came in and got reject parts and went to the Stanley Cup playoffs. You better do that. Yeah, like certainly. That, the expectation has changed entirely. No, you're right. Like GMs won't have the luxury of having their five-year or long-term plans. It's... They're going to be expected to make an immediate impact, which I don't think is necessarily fair because Vegas didn't have the burden of bad contracts. To be fair, we're expecting exactly that of Lou Lamarillo. Right, like we're expecting him to come in day one and not turn us into a Stanley Cup favorite, but to at least turn the ship around and, and bring us to the playoffs. We should be in the playoffs next year. You think? Yeah, Islanders have to be in the playoffs next year, right? They have to. They have to. Not even missing it by a single point. 
They have to make the playoffs. It's way too early to do expectations because you don't know what the roster is going to look like yet. But I think at the well, we can we can always always revise it. Just like your taxes, you can file your taxes and file them again afterwards. I didn't know that. The more you know. Well, you could do that in Canada. I'm not going to speak for you guys, you crazy people in the states. I don't. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so okay, you are, are you trying to get a, a, a next? A, what's the word I'm looking for? An expectation out of me? I guess. Yeah. I say they. I saw something on Reddit today where oh, I want to. Oh, I want to do the do this justice. I want to give the person the proper shout out here. Um, but he had projected what the Islanders will do. Oh, I already have it open. Oh, I am amazing. Um, shout out to uh, Wandering Pumpkin on Reddit, on the R Hockey Reddit, uh, or the, sorry, the Hockey Subreddit, who projected what the Islanders would finish the season with. And I think he has um, 98 points and yeah. making the playoffs. Okay. I think. I haven't read it all the way through because it's really, really long. Yeah, about 95 points for New York Islanders at their scoring rate, at what they're doing as of last year, and assuming they keep all those same pieces. I think that's a fair that's a fair assumption. 95 to 98 points to get in the playoffs? Now, that doesn't mean they're a top three seed, but they're at least getting in on a wild card. I think that's fair. I would like them to be a top three team in the Metro. Sure, but do you see them being a top three team? It, it obviously, like he says, it depends on who they bring in, but assume they have the roster now. And so their top four defense is Letty, Boychuk, Pulak, Dehan. No. Then I have them as the second wildcard team. Yeah, there you go. Which is which is still good. That's an improvement. That's an improvement, but then you're, I don't know, getting bounced by Tampa again? like Or not, because you're better than Tampa at that point? Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, better My coaching than... will be a year older. Maybe we're, we're better next year. Oh, my God. No. So, okay, we, we, we've said we're jealous of Vegas, and I, I already feel a little bit more healed, and I've let okay. my jealousy out, although I'm still super jealous. Um, super jelly. Did we want to talk about the lineup? Oh, we're my God. Going yeah, down that road? yeah let's, let's ramp me back up to 100, baby. So, <laughs> you're this clown show... Canada outlet TSN put out this lineup. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not a clown show at TSN. That's like the second best or the, what's the word I want to, like the second ranked sports outlet in Canada. So hold your horses there. All right. They put out this cockamamie lineup projecting <laughs> yes. for the Islanders. Uh, what was this char- character's name here? I want to Scott Cullen. All right. Yeah. So this is what he predicted the Islanders lineup would look like. And he also, for some odd reason, had about six lines. He's going through the depth chart. Okay. But th- this is his quote-unquote depth chart. So you have a top line of Lee, Barzal, Eberly, which I don't have a problem with that one. It's just you we're under the assumption Tavares is gone. Yeah, already. This is where it starts to get rough. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Line number two is Andrew Ladd, Artem Anisimov, and Josh Bailey. Oh. All right. Oh, that's a bad line. Line three, Bovillier, Nelson, and Komarov from Toronto. Yeah. Then fourth line, Prince Zizekas Clutterbuck. Fifth line of Johnston, Quine, and 
an addition of Seth Griffith. Uh, line six, Kiefer Bellows is going to be on the sixth line. With, or he's he's sixth on the left wing depth chart. Sh- sure, okay, because I put him below Ross Johnson and Shane Prince. Okay, I put him below Anthony Bavilia. That's about it. Jacob Josephson, Josephson can't yeah, read. Jo- Josephson, I say that. <laughs> Tan and Tanner Fritz. That's the last on the depth chart. Let's let's get into the defense now, because you know, again, buckle up. Letty Boy Chuck Top Hair. A trade for Ben Hutton. Who the heck is Ben Hutton? Exactly. I've he, never heard of that player. I'm going to right click it. He's in Vancouver. Vancouver. Has six points in 61 games played. Yeah, he was so pretty like brutal. Defensive defenseman. Paired with Adam Pellick as your second pair. So that's the breakout player on that lineup, on that pairing? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? <laughs> Brand- 19 points in 70 games. Come on. So that's the that's the big four addition right there. Hold on, it, it, we're just we just keep going. Hutton. Oh. Brandon Davidson and Ryan Pulak as your third pair. Why then, is Pulak below Pelic? Anyways, yeah, we'll keep, we'll get, keep going. <laughs> Sebastian Ajo and Mayfield as your seventh and eighth defensemen. Then Taze and Van de Sample underneath that. For goalie, he has Robin Leonard, Thomas Grice, and. Somebody else who I've never heard Laurent of. Laurent Brossois. Yeah. This stinks, Mitch. So, this is flat out terrible. If the Islanders went into this next year with this kind of lineup, I might have to quit Eyes on Isles because I could not sit here oh my and God. blog that okay. for 82 games. Time to walk Matt off the no. ledge. Mitch, if Ben Hutton is the big addition on defense... You're not you're not selling me this. If Anisimov is our second line center and Leo Komarov is playing over Josh Hosang, I'm gonna lose my you know what. Well the idea here is that Josh Hosang is probably not on this team anymore. Right. So who do you who, who do you trade him for? Seth Griffith? Like Well, so that's that's where Colin doesn't get into that. He doesn't talk about what he trades for and, and where these other pieces are coming or going. Um, Orpik just got boarded hard by Cedric Paquette. Anyways, um, so he's not taking any sort of accountability from that. He's just like spewing it out there. He doesn't define it. He doesn't talk about it. He just puts it out there. Um, To me, the big issue is we got significantly worse at forward. Oh, you got worse. I understand we, we lost Tavares, but we gained Anisimov Komarov. Anisimov is not it, it is it's like a poor man's Franz Nielsen. Yeah. Is what and it is. They're old. Anisimov is old. Komarov is old. What what's the, what's the point? I don't know. I really don't understand. Um I don't know why I go for for Anisimov here. He makes a lot of money too. Yeah, it it, it doesn't make any sense. The Islanders wouldn't do that. Um, so let's just skip over the the, the, the forwards because I, I truly believe they keep um, they keep Tavares. Which then the further the top line is Lee Tavares uh, Bailey. The second line remains Bo Barzal and and, uh, and Everlay easily. It's what they do with the third line that really bothers me, or what they could do that not bothers me but keeps me up at night. Who are they? Who are they getting to play center? Because Brock Nelson isn't a center, but 
Let's get to the defense because that's the big one here. He clearly doesn't watch the Islanders. <laughs> clearly. No. The Letty Because Boychuk there's pairing. no reason to have Ryan Pulak below Adam Pellick. No. Uh, ben Hutton? I, I, I see where he was going here. So the idea for Ben Hunt isn't that he's getting you production. It's that he's stopping it going into your net, which is great. I like the idea here. But again, like, well, maybe not. Like, assume that this works out. They're not getting a guy who stopped a bunch of shots coming in. Like, uh, Vancouver was a terrible team. I, I, haven't, I haven't looked at this guy's metrics, but, like, I, I have to assume he's not good. No, it looks like he's declining the last two years, which is not good. So, like, again, he's not putting up points. I don't necessarily care about that. It's stopping points or it's stopping goals from going in. But when you lose Tavares and you replace him with Anisimov Komarov, you're not getting that production back on the front end either. And that was the Islanders' strength last year. So they got significantly worse where they were good and they got marginally better where they were terrible last year. Yeah, so I... This is not a roster you look at and say, okay, they can compete for a playoff spot. This is, okay, we're going to miss the playoffs by 17 points again kind of roster. Except when you consider Robin Leonard. I... Who's... Isn't fantastic. A 301, 908 save percentage. That's not great. It's like Halakian. Halak was even a little bit better. I think his GA was a little bit lower at 2.8 something. Um, My, I only played 53 games in Buffalo. My thing with Leonard is you're going to have to trade for him, and he made $4 million last year, so you would think that number is probably going to have to go up, correct? Yeah, I would imagine. So I would rather sign someone like Carter Hutton, who I think will give you similar production to Robin Leonard for $2 million less. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And then you you pump that money back into your, your defense. You mm-hmm. get a better guy than Ben Hutton because Ben Hutton's probably fine, but you you could probably use a guy like a, like a Ryan Ellis type player. I'm not saying we can get Ryan Ellis, but that type of player. Mm-hmm. Exactly, it has to be more of an impact player on defense. I think yeah. is a the guy point. who's going to put in like a Dehan, 25 to 30 goals or points. sorry goals points, uh, but also help you out on the back end. And maybe it's Dehan. Maybe you just keep Dehan. You pay him the 4.5 to 5 million, and you pray to God he stays healthy. So you're, uh, so just bring back Dahan. So come back with the same defensive core, pretty much. I, I'm okay with that. Are you? Mm, not ideally. Not ideal. I know if, it, it rests. It still rests on goaltending. I'll, I'll say this: if they bring back Dahan, I would want them to add another defenseman too. So then, how do you how do you you re- uh, reconcile all the defense all the defensemen you already have? And adding a new guy. So now you've got Letty, Boychuk, Dehan, Pelik, Pulak. Uh, who else am I missing? Davidson, I guess, somehow. Um, no, he's a Mayfield, UFA. Aho. I would. And do you keep Hickey? You let no. him go, probably. But I'm still at eight here. I would do. This is what I would do. Letty. A new addition, top pair, whoever, okay. whoever that is. Dehan. Pulak, and then third pair of Taze Boychuk with um, Pelik as the seventh D-man. Yeah. 
That sounds fair to me. Although I, I'm not on the same boat with your boy Chuck on the third pairing, but you know, whatever. So would you rather have Pulak on the third pair? Oh, Washington just scored again. Yes. Um, I would rather have... No, Pulak would go on the, on, on the second pair. Can we not put Pulak and, pa- and, and Boychuk on the same on the same lineup? They're both righties. That's my thing. Does that ultimately matter? No. I know in like a not. Mike Babcock world that doesn't that doesn't work, and I understand that you want your left rights, but is there an, a world where you can have that happen either way? Um, sometimes you see lefties play on the right side, but I don't necessarily remember a time where two righties defensemen were paired together. Yeah. I, I see that. So maybe that makes sense. Oh, Burakasi scored again. Yes. Oh, three, nothing. Oh, it feels good. Oh, this feels good. Uh, but it's only, you know, 23 minutes left to go. Uh, I just, I'm okay with the defense. Not then, then not making a move there. So long as they make a big splash when it comes to goaltending. What's a big splash to you? Like, like Carter a, Hutton would not be a big splash. No, I'm talking like Braden Holtby. That's a big splash. That's like trading both first round picks, um, Josh Hosang, and I don't know Brock Nelson. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't okay. know if that gets it done. They might even need a line of Soderstrom. Maybe Soderstrom, two picks. They might not even care for Soderstrom because they got the, the uh, what's his name, Zaitsev or, or what's not? Samsonov. Samsonov, not even close. Wow, that was bad. Um, they might, they, they don't even need another goalie. <coughs> so, I don't know. I think the picks, a prospect or two, I think that gets it done. Yeah, uh, if it's someone as big as Holpe, then all right. I'm all right with bringing having Dahan Pulak as the second pair. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Because the guy is going to get you 250 to 280 save percentage at worst. At worst, goals against. You mean? Sorry, goals against. Right. Um, that's that. The Isles can work with that. A 250 goals against average. The Isles can work with that. They could because they have the offense to, you know, score three goals a night easy. That's right. You bring him in. Keep generally what you've already got on defense and you like how, how does that work for Tavares Tavares has to look at that like you've brought in Braden Holtby you've got Lou Lamorello this this place is going in the right way I'm going to stay around give me that eight year 20 billion dollar deal yes just infinity I said, I said billion <laughs> just as many dollars as you want billions and billions and billions yeah here's all the dollars take them all uh so i am very very sorry tsn i am very very sorry scott cullen but this lineup is poo it's big poop it's a lot of poop yeah i do not like it one bit no that's right try again next year good job you know scott cullen you're gonna do these for all the teams that's not easy to do and it it's a long long article there's a lot of information there so good on him for looking into this but there was a lot of context but what got like the first i would say 80 percent of it is very very good where it gets me is he just drops the projected lineup and gives you zero reasoning for it or anything oh yeah he does that every year it's it's like that every year i hate that because it's like oh Tavares isn't there where is he going where is he gonna be what yeah. is happening here? At least explain yourself. That's all we're asking. Yeah, exactly. As we are talking lineup and 
potential changes. The Carolina Hurricanes are supposedly on board with blowing it up outside of Sebastian Ajo. And I wrote something that the Islanders should take advantage of it. So I had five potential targets. Not saying that you're going to trade for all five of these guys, but five people you should at least be interested in. Um, Against popular belief... All five of the players were not Justin Folk. Only one of them was. Shut the front <laughs> door. No way. Yeah, only one out of the five was Justin Folk. So contrary to okay. popular belief, someone actually commented that. That was really funny. So hat tip to that. My brand is very strong, and I appreciate that. Very strong. Um, so how do you want to do this? Do you want me to go one by one and explain why they should be interested in them? Or just bring up the name and we'll go about it? Yeah, so give me your five and, and let, let, let's discuss. So obviously, like you said, uh, Sebastian Ajo is not going to be the one coming. So we won't have two Sebastian Ajos. No. <laughs> uh, Justin Falk was the first one. Yeah, that makes sense, of course. Of course, the first one, obviously. Of, um, but it gets better. Okay. Brett Pessy. Okay. Defenseman. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I know who you're talking about. Jacob Slavin. Okay, sure. Uh, Jordan Martinook. Sure, they just picked him up, but all right. And this one is only if Tavares isn't coming back. Tivu Teravainen. What? There's no Jeff Skinner on that list? Mm-mm. Oh wow! Okay, why why no Jeff Skinner? Um, all right. Well, now I wasn't expecting this, so now I'm gonna look look him up and pitch to why I would go against him. Um, so Skinner's got 24 goals, 49 points in 82 games. Not a great return, but he put up 63 last year. He put up 63 in his rookie year. And he's got 50 to 50. Well, he's got some 30-point seasons in there, but one 30-point season. Okay. And he also plays in Carolina. Let me explain. Okay, go for it. What position does he play? Wing. Wing? He's a winger. Okay. Left or right? He makes $5.725 million and then is a UFA. That's right. Compare that to Tivu Taravainen. He is... Three years younger, mm-hmm. makes two point eight six million, and is an RFA next year. So you have more control over him. Right. That's why. Okay. I knew there was a reasoning right. behind it. I just had to go back and look up why. That's he's why. got one year of 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 sub forty, like of, up, up upwards of fifty points in the NHL. One. Okay, that's fine. Tivu Teravainen right. put up sixty points this year. That's what I'm saying. He's got. Teravainen's got that one year of more than 50 points in the NHL. Yeah, because he's he was developing. You saw the growth. He went from 35 to 42 to 64 at okay. age 21, 22, 23. And he's Fair more enough. controllable. Well, how would you want to go? Jeff Skinner's probably a rental. Well, I wouldn't go there. They'd he's sign not- him. They'd sign him. Okay, so then you're not say wave goodbye <laughs> to Anders Lee and Jordan Eberle then. Well, you already said goodbye to Anders Lee. You're, you're looking to trade him, so... I <laughs> boy, oh, I can't with you. How, how how are you bubbling right now? 
How is your bubble level like? You just poke and prod me, Mitch. Every week it's like just jab. You're like, oh, you hate Johnny Butcher. No, I just think you should play a list of minutes. Oh, you want you want Anders Lee gone. No, I just think that it's going to be tough to sign both of them. So maybe you flip him for a big time goalie or something like that. Sure. Um, I, I'm with you on the Teravainen over Skinner. You've got me there. Um, mainly because for me, the, the whole concussion thing with Skinner is, is a no-go. I was just hoping you'd go there. It's like the guy is injured. He's missed a lot of time. Sure, he didn't miss time last year. But when you're bringing in a guy on what is inevitably going to be a long-term deal who could just be done playing hockey tomorrow, do you take that risk? Over a guy, like you said, with Tara Vinen, who's three years younger, does not have the same issues. He's team control. He also doesn't have a no-move clause like Jeff Skinner. So the potential is a lot easier for him to go to you. You're right. Right, so like who says Jeff Skinner wants to go to the Islanders? Fair. Teravainen might not have a choice. True. So I think that one's more realistic. Yeah. So and then explain to me Brett Pessy. Why Brett Pessy? Or PC or however you I th- I think it's I think it's Pesci. Alright. Sure. Um I think he's a stable defenseman. He's twenty three years old. He's young. He's signed long term. I think he's a fine defenseman. Put him on your second pair. He's got a lot of term left. Like, they signed him for six years, and it starts next year, or the 2018-19. Six years, $21.15 million. That's a weird number. Yeah. Sorry, 24.15. Yeah, 4.025 so, million against the cap. That's a reasonable number for a second-pairing guy, I think. Yeah, like, DeHaan's going to get more than that, and, and this guy's production is about the same. He put up 19 points in 65 games. He is probably on pace for, I'm going to say it's 25 points, but I did not do the math yet. What is that? 19 divided by 65 times 82, 24 points. Pretty close. Pretty Yeah, pretty close. No, those are DeHaan numbers. Yeah, I think I think he's an okay, op- but out of everyone on the, I'm not saying all these guys are great, but on everyone out of the Hurricanes, these are the options I think you should at the very least ask about. Yes, absolutely. I think so. I, there's no one else that like you, you don't even look at their goaltending. Like no. Scott Darling, Cam Ward, you run from that. You don't even. No, you run away from that. Um, I think that's there isn't anyone else really there. That's of any value. Obviously, aside from Sebastian Ajo, but he's obviously, like like you said, not there to be had. Um, What about Slavin? He has back-to-back seasons of over 30 points as a defenseman. Locked up for a long term. A little more expensive. He's $5 million. Yeah, oh. he's got $5 million. He's got another seven years left on his deal. Um, Yeah, he's 30 points. He'd be a really good second pairing guy maybe even a top pairing guy but he shoots what right left Left. he's a lefty and isn't letty a lefty as well yeah that's what i was thinking maybe second pair um i i wouldn't necessarily care we already talked about that Mm -hmm. um but yeah but it's just the cost like that's another five million dollars you're adding to the blue line um if you're not if you're not keeping dehan then effectively you're adding two million dollars to the payroll Right, because DeHaan was making 3.3 last season? Yeah, pretty much. You're pretty much adding $2 million, But with the cap going up, I think you have to improve the defense anyway. I think that yeah. would be... Upgrading. It's just, what do you have to give up for that? 
Um, Divisional picks. rival. They know you need defense. You've got picks. Yeah, I. You have two first round, two first rounders. You have, um, Hosang. You have. Taze. Defensemen like Taze. That's right. Yeah. Aho. So like they might take a deal of, okay, give us Taze and your first, your tenth or your sorry, your eleventh pick. And maybe like a second round or something like that. Yeah, maybe another later round throw in. Yeah. I think that works. Yeah, the thing is, I mean, they're both those guys are they're twenty four and twenty three and locked up long term. So I don't. Again, he said the only guy he said is definitely off limits is Aho. You would think that they would like Slavin and Pesci around, but if someone, I don't know many rebuilding teams who are going to turn away first round picks. So, yeah. No, agreed. So I, I I would take especially top half first round picks, right? Like we're not talking about like twenty eighth overall. We're talking about eleven, twelve. Yeah, those are pretty solid uh, numbers. That's for sure. Yeah. The only and, issue for the Hurricanes is that they have three defensemen currently on on contracts right now. Yeah. So. Eesh. But if you give up a guy like Aho or Taze, they probably play for Carolina next year. They play. They can bring up Jake Bean or Hayden Fleury. So, like, they got guys they can bring in. So, it's not it's not the end of the world. It's just... Eesh. Justin Falk's the one I really want. That's the obvious. I know. I didn't thing. want to get there, but, you know, I know. And you just kind of skipped over Jordan Martinook, but that's just more for... You need a fourth-line left wing, and he would be a cost-effective fourth-liner, so a new... Yeah, but they just thought. picked him up, right? So, like, are they going to trade him after just picking him up? I guess it depends on if they're going to get more than what they gave, but... You really think... Uh, he's only on the team for this year anyway, so it's I don't think they'd be like, we must have him. Yeah, it's probably going to be a guy they traded the deadline for, like, a fourth-round pick or something. Yeah, uh, likely. Uh, but for me, Folk just makes a lot of, a lot of sense... As yeah, he's a righty. Hand. He's got what? How many points last year? Thirty-one. He's never cracked fifty points though, which is fine because we're not we're not looking for a top pair guy. We're looking for a second pair guy. But he had three seasons in a row of over fifteen goals, which is pretty impressive. Last year, I think it dipped down to eight, but yeah. from fourteen to seventeen, it was fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen goals, respectively. Yeah, that's true. So that's pretty good. Um. I'd obviously want to bring him in because you're adding a guy who's a leader. You're adding a guy who's good on the back line. You're adding a guy who can score goals. Why the heck not? It's just, and it depends again on how much you give up. You're a big CF percentage guy. Do you know what a yeah. CF percentage was last year? Well, Carolina was through the roof. They were one of the better Corsi teams in the league. I'm going to say he was 56.4. 55.7. It would have led bah. the Islanders. Yeah, he, he would have been ahead of everyone. Head yeah. by a century. Yeah. I can quote the tragically hip because I'm Canadian. I didn't know that was a quote. Oh, my God. Sorry. It's fine. The tragically hip don't play outside of the state, outside of Canada, so whatever. I think it'd be like if I quoted Billy Joel. It wouldn't, you wouldn't have that same connection. I understand Billy Joel. I, I, Anyways. I, I didn't think anyone off out of the tri-state area really cared about Billy Joel, but... Oh, I, I wouldn't say I care about him. So you're probably right there. I don't necessarily care about him. All right. Did you? Let me ask you this before we move on. Is there yep. any 
buddy that I left out that you would be interested on the Hurricanes? Uh, no, like obviously, but maybe Noah Hannafin. If the, if uh, Sebastian Ajo is the only one who's up for grabs or is, is sorry isn't available, then I'd look at Noah Hannafin. Sure, what's it going to take? Okay, yeah, I mean he's a RFA this year, but he put up a very solid season. He had ten goals, twenty two assists, so thirty two points. Again, they were very good CF wise. So he had a fifty six point five CF percentage. Yeah, I mean I definitely they're they're a good possession team, so I definitely think it it's worth a shot. He's young. He's a fifth overall pick just a couple of years ago. Yeah, so like he's good. He's a good player. I'd go for it, but it depends on how much. It really depends on how much for it for him. He's twenty one. Like he's really young. That'd be really nice, though. Maybe. It would cost a lot, but that would be a really nice Maybe. addition. All right. So, do you want to move on to the social segment? Yes. Let's do that. All right. So, one of the things we got. There's a potential possibility of a potential the, possibility of maybe sometime of maybe may, of maybe something of. of the Islanders bringing back the third jerseys, the alternates. What yeah. what would you like to see from the alternate jersey? So when I wrote this, I wanted to see something that harkened back to the days of the Coliseum. Because uh, to me, that's the only reason they bring one back is to they're going to be playing at the Coliseum and at the Barclays. So they should have one, not should, but if they're going to bring in a third jersey, it should be one for the Barclays, which would be the standard home jersey, and one for the Coliseum. Oops, hit my beer cap here. Um, and I, I think the one for the Coliseum would be the throwback to the golden age where this, the cuff of the, the jersey was not white like we have it now. So the home jersey, or I guess at that point it was probably the away jerseys because darks were away mm-hmm. um, back in the 80s. The, uh, the dark jersey was dark all the way down. They had the orange stripe where it is now, but after the orange stripe, it was still dark blue or royal blue or navy blue, whichever one you want to go with. Uh, right now it's white. Change that. That's, That's it. it. That's it. You're boring, Mitch. I okay, have so well, many I don't, I don't ideas. want to give them more room for creativity because they screw it up every time. So okay, about, the less chance to screw it up, the better. How about, remember the last game at the Coliseum when they wore the numbers with the orange numbers on the back? Mm-hmm. What about something like that? That's simple. Sure. Effective. That sounds pretty boring to me. Sounds like the same thing. It's better than your stupid sleeve thing. <laughs> Get so out of here. Come on. <laughs> um I would I'm also game for um some nineties threads, so bring back oh. fishermen. No, 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 no. Like I get the irony of the fishermen. Keep it as like as as swag for the crowd. Come and bring ten people and we'll give you one. That's fine. Don't don't put it on the ice again. Don't do it. It's it's retro now. You don't understand. You're an old person, Mitch. The nineties. I understand are irony. I get irony. I just think it's stupid. And I and I also don't think that the Islanders have the the self. Um, what is it? The what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, the wherewithal to realize that we can be self-deprecating. I don't think they have it in them. And and if they do, they're going to do it wrong. And I don't want them to do anything wrong. They're doing everything right as of like the last week. Let's keep that going and not go back to like, hey guys, remember the fishermen? Let's do that again. No, 
do you Let's think not do it in most of the cases their third jerseys are like the accent color so like the Oilers have an orange jersey do you think the Islanders can create an orange jersey that doesn't look terrible I think they can. It's possible that they create an orange jersey that doesn't look like barf. Because I think the uh, Oilers' orange jersey is actually pretty decent. Yeah, I think that's actually their new home jersey now, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. It is. Um, but it looks good. It was done right. Uh, I, I think it's possible for the Islanders to do anything. If they do it right, if they put the time into it, if they put the effort into it, they can get something done that is plausible or that looks nice or that people will enjoy uh, I just I don't have faith in their jersey decisions uh, just no black I liked the black I did Why? I, I so really liked boring. it it was, just, it was literally black with white yeah that was it. it looked cool I thought I get the baggage I get the baggage I'm not saying that it's cool because of that I'm just saying just black and white looked cool to me. I liked the orange one from the early 2000s. Oh, God. What's wrong with your eyes? Uh, because I always wanted a orange Michael Pekka jersey. No. Mm-hmm. I wanted an orange Michael Pekka jersey really bad because that's when I first started getting into hockey. So I play, are you familiar with the game ESPN NHL 2K5? No, who played that? Was that for the Sega Genesis? No, 2K5 wouldn't be the Sega. What am I doing here? No, you're about like 10 years too early. Uh, No, I had it for the original Xbox. The original Xbox. I never had an Xbox. I'm not an Xbox guy. Um, Fantastic game. You're missing out on life. I don't um, know about that. <laughs> so I'd always play with the Islanders and wear those jerseys. They're my fave. Okay. Well, I I, I never did that. I just like the the, the the dark blue home jersey. That's that's my go-to. That's it. Aside from the black, the only one that I that I have that I wear is the the Brooklyn black because the one that I do have that's dark blue is currently framed. It's an autographed Tavares jersey that's up on my wall. So yeah, you don't want to wear that. No, that's that's in a frame and it's not going anywhere. Uh, shout out to my brother for getting me that. Yes, um, um, that's I don't know. all I really had for social. Oh well, there's one thing. <clears throat> um, Brandon Burke has been tweeting recently a lot. I'm just gonna bring this up. <laughs> okay, it has been a joy to like live his perils of jury duty. I just I want to go through jury duty. Just to, to to like go through what Brandon Burke is going through right now because it sounds like an adventure. Do they have jury duty in Canada? Yeah, we have jury duty. Well, yeah, like we- I don't know. You're the only Canadian person I know, Mitch. That's it. It's pretty much like the states, except we lean more to the left. So your your lefties, like our our righties, our our political right is like your left. Okay, that's it. That that's like the only difference. We have healthcare, sort of, kind of. Um, my province, we have provinces instead of states. Um, our money is named stupid names and is different colors. But other than that, we're pretty much just like you. But you, you're not. You have two of my favorites, uh, Justin Bieber and Celine Dion. So you're pretty lucky. Well, in that we regard. don't have either of those. They live on your side of the border. So, but they were Celine, Celine's in Vegas for the rest of her life, and Bieber isn't far away, I'm sure. 
Um, I did have something else I wanted to add for the social segment, but what the heck was it? I'm drawing a blank now. This is what happens. This is what happens when you start meandering. Meandering? Uh, meandering. Oh, me- I couldn't get the word out. Uh, my voice is starting to go. You can hear it getting... Like, I'll, I'll be interested to, to listen to the show again and how my voice sounds at the start and how it sounds at the end. Yeah, I think it progressively kind of went out there a little bit that <laughs> I can necessarily blame you. All right, I can't think of it. So if I think of it, it'll be in the social segment for next week. I should probably write these things down. Is yeah, the moral that's of the a story. good idea. Uh, so <laughs> let me just give uh, the PSAs before we head out of here. Yeah. Make sure to subscribe and rate the show. It really helps a lot in our searchability. So you can just take a couple minutes to do that. It'd be much appreciated. Always be sure to go to the website, eyesonisles.com for all your New York Islanders needs. Follow us on Twitter at eyesonislesfs. My personal Twitter is at Matt O'Leary and why Mitch's is at T L O Mitch. Like us on Facebook as well. Facebook.com slash eyes and isles. Mitch, another episode in the books, my man. Sounds good. Remember, don't let your kids cough in your mouth because this is what it's going to happen. <laughs> I still, I'm picturing like a slow motion, Papa, and then you're like, Basha, and then just a cough and like germs flying <laughs> through the air. Yeah. Right in your mouth. Ugh. Not a. I, lo- not I, lo- a I love her, but sometimes, my God, these kids. So, on that note, you've been listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast. We'll talk to you next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.